Hello, everyone out there. This is Peter Harris from Commercial Property Advisors, author of the book, Commercial Real Estate Investing for Dummies, and coach and mentor to many commercial real estate investors all across this great nation of ours. The title and subject of today's podcast is, Is House Hacking Only for Residential Properties? It is not. We're going to redefine that game with a bold new strategy. And that strategy is hacking an office building and making $7,200 a month in cash flow. Check this out. Will, one of our students, purchase an 11,000 square foot office building. It was listed for 1.3. He purchased it for $900,000. So huge discount. This is a result of coaching. We'll get into that in a second. Will is going to put his current businesses in the building to occupy some of the space there while the other existing tenants, get this, this is what hacking is about. His other tenants will pay Will's mortgage, insurance, taxes, and utilities. Voila. That is the beauty of hacking a commercial property. It gets better. Here's particulars on Will's deal. At closing, the cash flow is break even because Will's businesses are not in there yet. So his tenants right now are paying his mortgage, taxes, insurance, and utilities. But when Will moves in and his businesses pay rent, he's going to collect $3,200 a month in free cash flow. Now, there is more space to be occupied in the building. Once that is occupied, Will is making $7,200 a month in cash flow. Will originally came to us and said, Peter, my tax accountant said, I'm uh, paying too much in taxes. What can I do? Of course, my answer is buy commercial real estate. So Will bought the property. I referred him to our call segregation specialist. And Will is saving in the first year $43,000 from a call seg study. Now, once Will is fully occupied and everything is done, he's up and running, his after repair value will be $1.67 million when fully occupied. Incredible. So here is the true definition of packing an office building. Will gets his own building that he's moving his business into. He's going to be producing cash flow. He's going to be creating equity from 900,000 to 1.67. And he's also getting massive tax savings all in one. Incredible. Now, Will shares from the beginning to end how this all happened. And then when we come back, I'll share with you how you can pack your commercial building. Hello everyone out there. I have a very special guest. His name is Will. He's one of our students. He's a business owner. He's a husband. He's a father. He's a marketplace ministry leader. He does it all. Amazing human being. And he's going to share his story today. Thank you, Will, for joining us. Thanks, Peter. Happy to be here with you. We're going to jump right into it, Will. Could you share with us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I live here in Oklahoma. As you said, I'm a husband and a dad. I have a 12-year-old girl, a 15-year-old boy. And I'm a business owner. I have a couple of businesses. I have a marketing agency and I have a business coaching a firm where I coach business leaders. And now I do commercial real estate as well. So lots going on, lots to keep me engaged and busy and learning and growing and super thankful to be learning from commercial property advisors along the way. That's great. So Will, tell us your why. Why commercial real estate? 
What are some of the driving factors behind this decision to contact us and jump into commercial estate investing? You know, two things come to mind. One is I was driving through the city one day and I was looking at all of these buildings around me and had this thought that, wait a second, somebody owns these buildings. There's real people that own these. And I thought, wait, why can't I also own something like this? Why not? I really believe that all of us have unlimited potential and things like that are just possible. There's too many things that happen every day that you would never think could happen that do happen. And I just have this belief that something like that is possible. And so I started expanding my thinking, having bigger thinking, seeing myself as not just a business owner, but a commercial real estate investor, a landlord, a property owner. That's kind of the big reason. Now, on top of that, this year, since I own a couple of businesses that have been doing really well, I met with my tax person earlier in the year and they said, hey, you're going to pay a big fat check to the government unless you start getting a little more creative with your investing. And so that really lit a fire under me to start moving and doing and engaging with you, Peter, and with commercial property advisors and starting down this path of actually buying a commercial property. Great. Thanks, Will. What I've learned is when the why is powerful, the how is not too difficult. And you pull it off. You're right in the middle of that. And you're just scratching the surface with us. Just scratching the surface. Let's jump into the deal itself. It is a pretty awesome deal. So you're a business owner and you have two businesses. And when you contacted us, you said, Peter, ideally, I'd like to buy an an office building where I can put my two businesses in. That was one of the things that we learned about, you know, why you came to us and you pulled it off. So let's talk about the deal a bit. How how did it all kind of happen? Sure. So as mentioned, I started by setting some really clear goals, 90 day, one year, three years, 10 years, started lining it out. And this first 90-day goal was to have a million dollars in real estate in the first 90 days, coupled with this need to invest and be smart with my taxes and put my own businesses in there. And so that was the combining forces here. And I just followed the process. You know, you're so clear. There's so many videos. There's so many trainings and so much guidance from commercial property advisors. I just started doing that and found a property here in town. It's an office building, uh, about over 11,000 square foot with several tenants in it and some open spaces, which is important because that's where I wanted to put my businesses. And it was listed at 1.3 million. And I went and looked in the property myself just to walk through it, to think of what it was like on the ground. And what attracted me actually initially to this was when I saw the pictures and when I drove by the building, it wasn't in the best of shape. It needed some TLC, but the location was good. And that instantly triggered my attention because I thought, okay, this has upside. If we just do some landscaping, do some interior improvements, this building has a lot of potential. And that's what really made me decide to pursue this particular building. And and so I followed your process. I was very nervous. I'd never done that. You know, these are big numbers. They matter. What your decisions matter. These numbers are so big. And so I, I was concerned about how to go about all of this. But I was so thankful because I met with you several times and you told me exactly what to say, which because I I dealt directly with the owner of the building. The building, as I mentioned, was listed at 1.3. I am not the type of person who likes to do low ball offers. 
But I put together three offers, prepared them at, at 900,000, 1 million, and 1.1. And then I met with you and I said, okay, I've got these three offers. And honestly, I was leaning toward probably one, the $1 million, maybe a little bit higher. And you said, well, you know what, Will? Let's just offer him 900,000 and see what he says. Let's just see what happens. And you kind of talked me into it because I didn't really feel comfortable. And so, not only did you tell me what to offer, but you, I remember I wrote this down in a pencil on a post it note. You told me the words to say and like when to shut up, like when to pause and just be quiet. And I did that exactly and uh, made the offer and, and was quiet. And after a moment, he, the $900,000, the lower one. And after a moment, he said, you know what? Yeah, that sounds good. Let's do that. And I couldn't believe it. I thought, <laughs> oh my goodness. And I tell other people about that to this day because you saved me at least a hundred grand right up front, <laughs> right? Because just without that, not just the technique, but the confidence and the courage to do that came from you through me and helped make the deal happen. So I'm grateful for, I know we're going to make a bunch of money on the back end and we're going to talk about that, but we made money on the front end, which is a lot of times where a significant amount of money is made. Yeah. So we closed on the property. And and so now my business, one of my businesses is in there and putting another one in there soon. On the, I don't know if you want to get into the numbers now, Peter. Yeah, let's talk about the numbers a bit, because the way I see it, without your businesses in there, you're breaking even already. Yep. Yeah, you're able to get a great loan from, from a local bank and everything, and you're putting your business in, so you're packing this commercial real estate. So once you put yourself in there, what's the cash flow? And then what is the cash flow once you filled up the other spaces? When I'm in there, cash flow will be around 3200 a month. And then- let's, let's stop there for a second. So- sure. Cash flow of $3,200 a month with your businesses in there that's already making profits. Because of you having other tenants in there, you're making an extra $3,200. Correct. And, and then we have the other spaces to be filled up. So once that happens, well, what, what is the uh, cash flow? That'll be an additional four grand per month for the wow. other spaces. What a deal. Yep. I mean, you can't beat it. I don't know why more people don't do it this way because <laughs> it just makes so, it just seems like a for me, it was this big, scary thing. I didn't know it was yeah. behind the curtain there. And so it's, you know, I just left it alone. But now that the veil has been pulled back, as it were, it's, a, it's an amazing way to do business, to be yeah. smart with money and investing and uh, to build long-term wealth as well. How are you going to combat your meeting with the CPA about your paying a lump sum in taxes? So what's the plan there? Yeah. So per your advice, uh had a cost segregation study done, which allows with bonus depreciation and some other things like that allows me to significantly reduce my tax liability. In this case, it was 40 something thousand dollars on, on 2023 taxes. But then also I'm going to be doing more renovations in the building this year. So there'll be another part to that over this coming year that will help. And if I'm going to spend money or I'm going to write a check, I'd much rather write it to a contractor who's going to increase the value of my investment versus to the government. So you saved $400,000 off the listing price. There's $44,000 in tax savings. And then there's an additional $4,000 a month in cash flow after your $3,200 in cash flow. Yeah, this is an awesome deal. And well, the purchase price was $900,000. Yes. And the appraisal came in, what was it? A million? I think it was a million fifty thousand. Okay. Million fifty thousand. And then you and I computed what the value should be once we have everything built up. Let's see. I think we have an ARV of 1.6. Yeah. 1.635. 1. 
But two years ago, there was an appraisal at 1.9 million. Blew my mind. I thought the, the bank actually did the appraisal for the previous owner two years ago. And I thought it was a mistake, but I verified it and asked them. And, and in fact, it was appraised at 1.9 two years ago. Wow. And I believe after the amount of work you're putting into it with the new tenants and higher income, you're probably going to be between the 1.7, 1.9. Which isn't just insane. Yeah. Um, it's just like this curve. There's all of these little deals that can happen at the bottom of the curve, but you start going farther out the curve and these yeah. numbers yeah. just start getting bigger. Yeah. And it's remarkable how it kind of compounds and multiplies. Yeah. Again, all because you took the leap. We talked about all these good things that happened. Let's talk yeah. about the challenges. You had a couple of challenges and we've had some really good conversations back and forth on overcoming the challenges. So let's talk about that too. So I think one of the challenges was that the previous owner was not on top of record keeping and management of the building. So I had to really put a lot of emphasis on my due diligence. I spent a lot of time in the building, went through your checklist. You have extensive checklists, you know, financial due diligence, the physical due diligence, like inspections, so on and so forth, the legal due diligence, went through all of those checklists to really understand what was going on with the building because there wasn't much to rely on outside of yeah. what I saw physically as far as like paperwork and documentation. Mm -hmm. So I really had to focus a lot on due diligence, but it was worth it. It paid off. In fact, one of the building inspector, after he was done going through it, came back to me and said, you know, this is a diamond in the rough. He said, this is a great, solid building. It just needs a little TLC, just mm -hmm. needs some attention, um, but it's a great building. And so that really encouraged me to hear that because that's exactly what you teach us to look for is these properties that have upside, that have potential. So that was that was one challenge. I would say the second big challenge happened at closing. Yes. Where there was a some sort of disagreement between the property owner and his real estate agent. And Will, this was on a day of closing, right? This is on the day of closing. <laughs> I re I remember that phone call. Yeah. And I, I appreciate it. In fact, I remember you, you called me out of the blue, you know, just said, Hey, I've been thinking about you. Tell me what's going on. Bring me up to speed. And I really, that meant a lot to me to get a, the, the personal call, especially when there's drama like that going on. So there was some disagreement and the agent had threatened to put a lien on the building and had notified the bank of that as well. So the bank was about to pull out of the deal and the whole thing was just going to fall apart and go away. And thankfully, you told me what to do. I had done everything I was supposed to do. And you told me, just be quiet and wait. Just don't do anything. And I had a fantastic title company. And there was a, a lady there who negotiated and worked things out. And it all just fell into place. Everybody did what needed to be done. And the deal was finalized. The money was wired. And I did a little dance. <laughs> and, you know, as a believer... And I just had peace in my heart. And I said, you know what? This is going to work for my good. I I'm not going to get into worry and fear and get all worked up about this and get anxious. I'm just going to trust God. And that's exactly what happened. It all worked for my good. That's great. And the reason why I had you sit back and do nothing is because I'm aware of the other parties are really motivated to sell this property. The seller had to sell. The agent wanted his money. And the title company wanted to get this project off their desk. The problem at closing was nothing to do with you. It was the other two parties. So let them work it out. And they worked it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They sure did. 
Yeah, that's great. So awesome story, Will. So Will, share with us what the future holds for you. So what's the next plan? It's so exciting to me to be a property like this and to increase its value. To increase value is maybe the most rewarding and fulfilling thing in the world to me is to see something increase in value. So right now we're doing some renovations on the building. We're making it look better and more appealing. And and I just love that. I love how we're increasing the value of the property. And I don't know everything and I just take it a step at a time. But I suspect that this is going to be a, a journey for me, a road that just continues to down this commercial real estate investing direction that I'm headed. But I have a goal for this year to get at $3 million. So I'll do one or two probably bigger deals by the end of this year and just, yeah, just keep finding deals, keep following the process, take it a day at a time, but enjoy the ride, enjoy the journey and just do what you tell me to do. <laughs> yeah. And we're just scratching the surface. Yes. And I took the lead because I would say this to Peter is that I am a person who is typically okay with risk. Like uh, I'm willing to to make the leap. And I think some people make the leap with, and they're not fully informed. Mm. Like they're okay with risk, they, but they just jump into it head first, but they don't always know exactly what to do. And in that type of person needs your mentorship and needs the proven process of commercial property advisors so that there's not these huge mistakes, costly mistakes. You know, numbers get big. Mm -hmm. The legalities of things are consequential. And so that person who is okay with risk and doing something like this definitely needs a mentor to guide them through. Other people, it seems like they are high fact finders and just need to know everything before they do anything. And in that case, I would say, don't be so scared. You you need commercial property advisors. You need Peter's mentorship, but it's not as scary as you might think. And it's important to take that step to make the leap because it's not as bad as you might think. That's awesome, Will. Thank you for sharing that. I'm sure people can really absorb that. That's real. All right. So, Will, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. And we really appreciate you sharing this story with us. Peter, I'm grateful. I'm so thankful for you and your team and all of the energy and wisdom that you put into Commercial Property Advisors. It's just, it's an honor to watch you do what you do and see your impact. I know I'm one person, but there's thousands of others uh, that are that you're impacting as well. And it's just great to have our stories weave together in life. I'd like to do a quick review with you, but before I do that, go ahead and do me a favor. Go ahead and put in comments. Tell Will congratulations. Go ahead and send some encouraging words to Will because he is in it. He jumped in by an act of faith and look what this produced. So go ahead and do that for me right now. All right, let's review this. I want to share with you what Will did well, because what he did, you can do also. Okay, this is a model of what you should do as well when you're thinking about also hacking your apartment building, your office building, your industrial space, whatever it is. Number one is Will set a goal and he actually wrote it down. He showed it to me. And my first meeting with Will, Will said his goal number one is to purchase a million dollars in commercial real estate within 90 days. And guess what happened? Will joined us on September 1st and his closing date was on December 1st, exactly 90 days. How does that happen? There's no such thing as coincidences. It happened because he wrote it down. 
that applies to you. So $1 million in 90 days accomplished. If you want any help with your goal setting on commercial real estate investing, go ahead and text Peter to 833-942-4516 and we'll help you out. Number two, this is what Will did well. Will found a motivated seller of a building that suited his two businesses. So Will was a business owner, had two of these businesses that needed a building and this seller was motivated. And you guys know by now, I'm all about going direct to the property owners. Those are the best deals. And Will did it wonderfully, as you just saw. Number three, very important. Will crunched his numbers to find, because this is important if you're going to attack any commercial property, you need to attack your BEP. What's BEP? BEP is your break-even point. You need to know how much income is needed so that your tenants will pay your mortgage, your insurance, your taxes, and utilities. Will did this perfectly and it all worked out. You see how that happens when you have something written down? Number four, Will put together a great business plan to the lenders because when you get a, a loan for a building that you're going to occupy, lending is a bit different. Lenders need to qualify the building, you and your businesses. So Will did a great job and here's what the results were of that great job. He was able to find a loan with an 80% LTV. That means only 20% down. Where does that happen to commercial? It happened because Will presented a business plan. So think about that when you're thinking about tacking. Let's see your business plan. He was able to get three months of interest only to help out with the cash flow and a 25-year amortization schedule. Great loan for commercial these days. Lastly, Will is going to self-manage the building and all the tenants so he can learn the business so that when he hands it over to a property management company, he knows exactly what and who he's handing over to a property management company so they can manage it effectively while Will goes off and works on his other written down goals. So there you have it, commercial estate hacking. If Will did it, so can you. If you want to learn more about what we do with our students just like Will and uh, be mentored, go ahead and check us out and apply to be one of our mentees. Thank you so much, everyone. 